Worship at Home, Sunday the 12th of February 2023, the second Sunday before Lent. The Bible reading is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 25 to the end. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your span of life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What will we eat? Or what will we drink? Or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things, and indeed your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So this Bible passage um, comes round again and it's one that I find both difficult and challenging and one that I also love. I find it difficult and challenging because I am a bit of a worrier and there are some things that ring here just a little bit too true. Do not worry about what you wear, you're more than clothing. I'm one of those people that I'm feeling a little bit low and more likely to do a spot of retail therapy and come home with a new sweater than I am to uh, worry about reaching for the cream buns. And this is one of those passages that, that really re resonates with me because I know when I'm out buying that sweater that actually I'm feeling a bit fragile or vulnerable and it's a distraction to wear something new or colourful. And Jesus is saying here, that's not the right way to go about it. Pray, look to God. And the same is true for those who may actually find they are the people who will seek solace and comfort food at difficult times. But Jesus isn't actually trying to send us all on a guilt trip by this. He's actually saying, we know that you worry. There is that passage where he says, I'm trying to find it now, that God knows you need all these things. God knows that we need these things. And he finishes with that, 
amazing perspective. Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. But then what is today's trouble? Last night when I looked at this passage, I laughingly said, I was sitting with my daughter and husband and I said, hey, thanks Jesus, because I've got nothing to worry about. I'm changing job, we're moving house. Uh, Right when my daughter's taking her GCSEs and both of them looked at me and went, whoa, hang on. And my daughter most notably said, my GCSEs are my problem, not yours. And it took us back to reflecting on a book I read to her when she was young, and we still have. It's called The Huge Bag of Worries by Virginia Ironside. And it's about a little girl. I'm going to read some of that story to you. Jenny had always been happy. She had a lovely mum and dad, a great brother, well, most of the time. She had a best friend at school and she liked her teacher. And then, of course, there was Loftus, her dog. But recently, she'd been getting gloomier and gloomier. It wasn't just one thing, it was everything. She worried that she was getting too fat, that Loftus had fleas, and that her best friend was going away. She worried she was getting bad marks at school, and she thought she heard someone whispering about her in the playground. She worried when her mum and dad had an argument. She even worried about wars and bombs until one day she woke to find a huge bag of worries at the bottom of her bed. The bag followed her everywhere, to school, to swimming, to the toilet, and it even stuck by her when she was watching TV. She tried to ignore it, but it didn't work. She tried throwing it away, but it always came back. What could she do? She tried speaking to her brother. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have any worries, he said. And Mum would probably say, you've got no worries. You're a lucky girl. You've got your health, your friends, your family. What more do you want? So Jenny decided not to tell her. And Dad, well, he had worries of his own. She couldn't ask him. And every day things got worse. And the bag got bigger and bigger. The story goes on to one day she's sitting outside her house and just crying with this great big bag of worries beside her. Then she heard a voice and she saw the kindly face of the old woman who lived next door. Goodness, said the old lady, what on earth is that huge bag of worries? And through her tears Jenny explained how it followed her for weeks and got bigger and bigger. Well, let's just open it and see what is inside, says the lady. Now, the way the story goes after that is that actually, when they bring out these little worries that look like sort of little fur balls um, in, in the illustrated book, they're all smaller than Jenny had imagined they were. And the old lady sorted them into groups as well. She sorted them into worries. Half of them disappeared because they just hate the light of day. Some were worries that the lady popped into her shopping bag and said, well, I can deal with those for you. And others um, were worries that belonged to other people, to her mum or her dad. And so eventually Jenny realised she actually had emptied this bag of worries and could just throw this empty bag away. And 
As I say, I was reminded of that story when my daughter said to me last night, Mum, my two sissies are my worry, not your, not yours. So as we listen to Jesus today about our worries, let's not try and fall into that place of shame because we know we don't always deal with our concerns or worries very well. Um, and we know that God understands our needs and will help provide for us. But these words can ring very hollow at a time when we're under real stress uh, and at a time when people are genuinely struggling for food and things, uh, whether across the world because of famine, because of war, or close to home because of the cost of living crisis. So this is not a, a shaming passage by Jesus to forget our worries. We're not relying on God enough. It's a message that God knows us, that understands us and loves us and we can turn to him. <laughs> I suppose I'm likening God in a way to that old lady next door who's just saying to you, let's open this bag of worries and have a look at it together. And what is in there for you then? Are your worries yours or are you trying to carry, carry worries for someone else? I know I am. I'm trying to carry the worries for a lot of people here as I'm moving on and it's going to mean change. And yet actually, that's not my worry. God has called me to a new place. Are you worrying about things that have just been there for so long, you've forgotten to take them out of the bag and look at them and realise that even if they're there, they're quite small. So there you go, that's my suggestion today. Have a look at your bag of worries. Open it up and see what is in there. Have a look at it with Christ, knowing that you are loved, knowing that you are known, and knowing that God will be faithful to providing for you. Amen. And so uh, let us bring all our concerns before the Lord in a time of prayer. If you want to take some time over this, you may want to light a candle and just spend some time listing your worries or concerns before God, opening that bag and allowing the light into that difficult space. So we pray to God who knows us so well and understands our needs. Lord, in all the daily concerns of our lives and in the great issues facing the whole church. May we never lose sight of your priorities for us, but see everything through the eyes of compassion, with honesty and integrity. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We bring to mind now local issues of this community They seem small in comparison to the difficulties and dilemmas on a world stage, but are no less important. May we look for the face of Christ and fix our attention on his underlying values of love, justice and mercy in every pattern of our lives, whether locally or as we pray for those around the world. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. Lord, 
we bring before you our lives and family lives, thinking of times of minor squabbles and major rifts. May we know the assurance of your promise to be with us always and your power to transform and renew. And we ask for that renewal in those places or families we know it is most needed. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for those who are sick at home or in hospital, those who are experiencing the shock of sudden illness and pain, and those who are feeling worn down by the endurance of long-term illness or weakness. May your peace and tranquillity offer healing and hope. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, through the journey of death and in grieving and the grieving of those who mourn, we pray you gather us up into the everlasting arms of love and comfort us, bringing life to all in all its fullness. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we thank you that we can trust you completely, that you will provide for us and never let us down. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. And the collect for the second Sunday before Lent. Almighty God, you have created the heavens and the earth and made us in your own image. Teach us to discern your hand in all your works and your likeness in all your children. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who with you and the Holy Spirit reigns supreme over all things, now and forever. Amen. And so we pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. So it's one week to go until I finish one job and another week of moving house before I start to begin another. So I will be producing a podcast next Sunday, the 19th of February, and I plan to restart on Mothering Sunday, the 19th of March. I will be e emailing those of you who receive my links by email to check that you want to continue to receive my podcast links. 
uh, don't worry about those of you who've already let me know uh, you're on the new list. So um, thank you for joining me for Worship at Home again today and uh, every blessing for this coming week. Thank you for joining me for Worship at Home. If you would like to receive weekly links to my podcast, please do get in touch through the Anchor Podcast website or at revlucylun at gmail.com. Goodbye.